You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. So we're all in agreement that the Sacramento Kings have to upgrade their roster this offseason, right? But are they going to make mild, hot, or spicy moves? We'll talk about the difference between the three plus a little bit on the opening round of the official NBA playoffs and Sacramento Kings legends Jason Williams and Chris Webber appeared on interviews with Jason Ross and Doug Christie on Sports 1140 KHTK. I highly encourage you to go and listen to both of these interviews. I will play small clips from each one on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome to Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And Big thank you to everybody who uh, reached out on social media wishing me a happy birthday yesterday. I really appreciate that. I had the opportunity to spend my uh, weekend in Carson City with a group of about 30 or so guys. My first time taking a trip with them. They go annually uh, to play three straight days of golf there in Carson City. Had a great time. Some of those guys mentioned that they actually listen to the podcast and follow what I do, which I'm very appreciative of. So thank you guys for having me. I had an absolute blast. Can't wait to go back. I'm completely addicted to the game of golf and any Locked On Kings listeners out there who are good at golf or enjoy golf and just want to talk golf with me, please do at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. The Sacramento Kings, I know, have some golfers. Assistant coach Bobby Jackson, of course, sixth man of the year, Kings legend, is an incredible golfer. And Doug Christie, uh, of course, friend of the show, Sacramento Kings legend, television broadcaster, he's the one that kind of got me uh, really into the game of golf. I got with Doug to uh, get connected to his coach, and his coach has helped me improve my game over time. And Doug Christie's goal is to beat Bobby Jackson one day. I've never seen Bobby play in person. I've seen videos and, and stuff online. I hope I get the opportunity to play with Bobby uh, and Doug here in the near future sometime. Uh, but apparently the game of golf is huge amongst NBA circles. I know Steph Curry is an incredible golfer. You see him play in the celebrity tournament in Lake Tahoe here in California. Uh, multiple times he was on that match with Charles Barkley, Phil Mickelson, and uh, Peyton Manning. Congratulations to Phil Mickelson, by the way, for just winning a, a, a the latest PGA event. I'm still getting used to professional golf and really paying attention to PGA now that I care so much about the game and sports. So I'm a very noob golfer. So many of you golf out there who are vets could probably teach me a thing or two or would also laugh at my newbiness. But this is the first time I've ever gone on a three-day golfing trip like that. I had an incredible time, played the best golf I've ever played, uh, and I can't wait to go back. So again, if you're interested in golf, that's not what this podcast is about, but I just wanted to say uh, thank you to those who uh, were part of the group who welcomed me. Thank you to those who wish me happy birthday. And now I am excited to get back to talking about Sacramento Kings basketball. And yes, there's a little bit of sarcasm in that. But before I talk about the Sacramento Kings specifically, I do want to talk about the NBA playoffs, which are going on a little bit. Of course, the Kings are not involved. And for all of the coverage that you should, you could possibly want on the NBA playoffs, you have to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Different hosts 
every different or every single day. Uh, phenomenal content, phenomenal insight, great conversation. Some of the best guests you'll find. The Locked On NBA podcast is basically our version of a national NBA show. Now, I know Sacramento Kings fans might be a little turned off by that because typically the Kings don't get too much national attention. Of course, there's not going to be a lot of Kings conversation happening right now on Locked On NBA. But if you're looking for your fix of of playoff basketball conversations on the playoffs, I'll mention the playoffs every once in a while, talk about it when I can and when I want to. Uh, but that is going to be your place, your hub on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, of course, check out all the Locked On local uh, podcasts for all the teams in the playoffs. If you want to get the Suns' perspective on beating the Lakers in Game 1, listen to Brandon Clean in the Locked On Suns podcast. If you want to get the Celtics' perspective, get uh, John Corrales, who's been a friend of this show and has joined this show from time to time. The Locked On Podcast Network right now is firing on all cylinders uh, in all sports, but especially with their coverage of the NBA playoffs. The opening round, man, I I don't know if we've had a more fun uh, list of game ones or consistent game one fun uh, in the opening round of the NBA playoffs. A lot of upsets, a lot of really fun and entertaining games. I thought the play-in tournament was a complete success. Yeah, some games, especially in the East, were a bit dud, but the Lakers and Warriors game was awesome. And then congratulations to the Memphis Grizzlies for the run that they've been on. They're on fire right now, uh, which I know might bother bother some Sacramento Kings fans who aren't too happy uh, that the Grizzlies um, have seemingly leapfrogged the Kings, as have most teams leapfrogging the Kings in their rebuild. But today we are going to talk about what the Sacramento Kings can do to potentially accelerate the process this offseason. We know Monty McNair... It's going to be aggressive, uh, and if you listen to the roundtable that I had with Mo- uh, Sacramento Kings media members and personalities on the Thursday and Friday editions of Locked on Kings last weekend, uh, you would hear that we discussed a lot about the possibilities of, of major moves being made, and I think the general consensus amongst us, well, the definite consensus amongst us, was that the Kings need to upgrade their roster, and I think everybody believes that. Uh, now, there were some who believe that Luke Walton... Uh, needed to be upgraded as well, and a new head coach needed to come in. But now that that question's been answered, we know for a fact Luke Walton is going to be around. We also know for a fact that it's not going to work if you just run this team back. We discussed that a ton uh, on that roundtable, which you should go and check out. And then we started going into detail, um, discussing the upgrades that the Kings could make, looking at smaller moves. We didn't necessarily give specifics in terms of players, and we will get into more specifics of players available in free agency and trade markets as uh, that information comes out when we actually get into the offseason itself later on. There are a variety of moves that the Sacramento Kings can make, some less significant than others, that have risk and reward factors to them. That could really accelerate the process for Monty McNair. And we know Monty has discussed being aggressive. He wants to be aggressive. So we're going to talk about that more in the next segment. Before that, though, talking about the NBA playoffs and non-Sacramento Kings basketball, and I'll make this quick, although, of course, you heard of LeBron James. You should have heard of LeBron James. LeBron James, one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Many think he is the GOAT. I'm not here to engage in that Michael versus LeBron versus Kobe conversation. I think it's tired and old and overused, and I appreciate each player for their own greatness. But I will say, and I tweeted this out, LeBron James is the most annoying player that I 100% respect and admire, if that makes sense. I admire LeBron James. I follow everything that LeBron James does, or for the most part, I am a fan of LeBron James. LeBron is the greatest basketball player, at least in my generation's time, in my opinion. But I am 
constantly annoyed by him. And very different from how I felt about Kobe, right? I hated Kobe Bryant growing up. Hated him, as most Sacramentans did, because of how much of a cold-blooded killer he was against the Kings. How he was our villain, right? He and Shaq together were public enemy number one and number two in Northern California, in Sacramento. And I hated Kobe, his cockiness, his showboatiness, the fact that he in, continued to just beat the Sacramento Kings time and time again. He was the one lifting the trophies and getting all the attention while the Sacramento Kings continuously fell short. I hated him, but I was never annoyed by him. Certainly not like I'm annoyed by LeBron. Now, there have been plenty of times that I don't like LeBron James. I am not happy that LeBron James is a Laker I wasn't a big fan of LeBron James, his whole decision thing, going to the Miami Heat where he really made himself a villain. I thought his return to Cleveland and winning a title for Cleveland has been great. I think LeBron off the court is phenomenal. I'm very excited for Space Jam 2 and stuff like that. Overall, LeBron James could be a great guy. I don't know him personally. But on the floor, I am incredibly annoyed by LeBron. And to me, it's the overdramatic reactions to fouls. And I think it's something that is taking away from his legacy to a very small extent. No one's going to undermine what LeBron has achieved in his NBA career by saying, hey, but remember how he reacted to fouls and how much he cried and complained to referees? No one's going to say that. But watching him play, I'm constantly annoyed by LeBron James. Constantly annoyed. The dude is the best basketball player or one of the best basketball players in the NBA. He's a freak athlete unlike we've ever seen before. He is above, in my opinion, the antics that he pulls on the court. And I'm not just talking about complaining to the referees and asking for a foul call because everybody does that. And look, of course LeBron gets star treatment. Stars in the NBA get treated differently by officials than the rest of the NBA does. It's just the way it is. But I'm talking about... A couple examples from the Warriors and Lakers play-in game where LeBron is trying to take a charge, leaves his feet while jumping into the player, and after it is reviewed and clearly overturned, called a blocking foul on LeBron, he is caught raising his elbow repeatedly trying to suggest or signal to the officials that whoever was attacking the basket, and I forgot who it was, lifted his elbow and elbowed LeBron in the face. You go back, you watch the replay of it, his elbow doesn't come close to LeBron's face. Or the whole thing with getting poked in the eye. Like, if he got poked in the eye or scratched by Draymond in the eye, okay, fine. You don't need to spend more time on the floor rolling and writhing in pain than New York Mets player Kevin Pillar. Did you see this? Pillar took a 90-plus mile-per-hour fastball to the face that broke his nose. And he was down for half the time that LeBron James was down. And then LeBron continuing to talk about, I can't see, I can't see after hitting that massive shot. Let the shot speak for itself. Well, it was an incredible shot, a shot that very few in the NBA could hit. And then LeBron doing the I can't see antics to the camera and doing it to Steph Curry. And you saw Steph's face after the game. LeBron continued to come over to him, tell him, man, I, I really couldn't see. And Steph rolls his eyes like, okay, dude, whatever. Stuff like that. And then LeBron... I guess got thrown to the floor in the first game against the Phoenix Suns and got his arm tangled up and writhed on the ground holding his arm like his shoulder was dislocated. It's just not necessary. I didn't have the privilege of watching Michael Jordan play. I was too young. I don't remember Michael Jordan. I was not alive during his glory era with the Chicago Bulls. So you might be a lot more informed about this than I am. 
but I don't ever remember seeing a clip or hearing about Michael Jordan doing any of this. I remember the flu game. I remember Michael playing through injury. I remember Kobe Bryant stepping to a free throw line to sink two free throws with a torn Achilles without making a big deal. So why does LeBron do this? I don't know. It annoys me. And I felt like ranting about it on Locked on Kings today. It helps that he's a Laker, so I have obvious reason to be upset with it, right? I wonder how you feel about that. I promise I'll talk about the Sacramento Kings now. I lied. Real quick. Did you see the game Bogdan Bogdanovich had in his first playoff game with the Atlanta Hawks? Big game bogey. He's been winning massive games like this for his entire career, except for in Sacramento. And I know it's frustrating for Kings fans to see that. It's frustrating for Kings fans to read on Twitter or hear people say, well, why didn't Bogey do this before? Why didn't Bogey do this in Sacramento? What's wrong with Sacramento? Just the way it is and the way it's been for a while, right? But I'm a huge fan of Bogey. And not only am I rooting for his success, I expected his success in the playoffs. He's going to be very important for the Atlanta Hawks going forward. And I don't think the Hawks have much of a chance at making it out of the East, let alone winning the NBA Finals. But if people don't know who Bogdan Bogdanovich is right now, I'm sure they will by the end of the playoffs. And if you haven't heard of a thing called Headspace, well, you will by the end of this ad read. Headspace, one of the great sponsors of the Locked On Kings podcast. If there was a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better, wouldn't you be happier and wouldn't you use it? Well, there is something that does all those things. It's called Headspace. If you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever happens, whatever the situation is, Headspace can really help you feel better. Like if you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you're having trouble falling asleep, this is the one that I use. Headspace has wind-down sessions that their members, like me, swear by. And for parents, I'm about to be one. I'm going to make sure I use this. Headspace even has a morning meditation that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mind. Mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on NBA. That's headspace.com slash locked on NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. After the month, you will want to continue using this every single day. Headspace.com slash locked on NBA today. And of course, Locked on Kings is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. What is your favorite Built Bar flavor? The thing is, if you like Built Bar, you have a flavor that you enjoy more than everyone else, and you're probably pretty passionate about that flavor. For me, it's mint brownie. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavors that sell out really, really quickly. The nine OG flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box right now where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Built Bars are delicious. And they're healthy, too. Order today. Get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. BuiltBar.com. 
Promo code LOCKED15, that's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's talk about Kings basketball. Well, there's no basketball being played, so let's talk about the Kings offseason, which I would argue might be more entertaining than Kings basketball this season, with the exception of some fun moments. But like I talked about in the roundtable on the Thursday and Friday editions of Locked on Kings, again, go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already. And I think like we all know, the Kings roster needs to be upgraded. It needs to change. Moves need to be made. And Monty McNair has made it very clear by his comments in his postseason press conference that the Kings are going to be aggressive this offseason, aggressive to try and make the right moves, not just make any move, but make the right move. But in a way, I think making any move is the right move for this Sacramento Kings team. They just can't stay put. This team cannot stay put. I tell you, not only would I be disappointed if the Kings just stay put, I would be very, very frustrated from a Sacramento Kings fan perspective if the Kings just tried to run this back. Now, maybe there is the possibility of Monty McNair trying to make changes and things just don't work out. Like in free agency, for example, the players have to agree to come here to Sacramento. In the trade market, you have to get another team to agree to the trade. So it's not a guarantee that the Kings are going to be able to pull off a move. But at the same time, the expectation on a general manager, a good general manager, is that the moves that need to be done will get done in some way, shape, or form. And there are moves that need to be done for the Sacramento Kings this offseason. I can't give you specifics of what they are, although I can tell you vague ideas of what the Sacramento Kings team needs. And I think we all have vague ideas of what this team needs, right? More physicality, better two-way players, maybe more of an on-court leader, support pieces to De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, a good idea of who Marvin Bagley is and if he's part of the Kings' future, an idea of is Buddy Heald's contract worth him coming off the bench as a primary six-man role, and does Buddy Heald even want to play in that role? An idea of if Rashawn Holmes is a good long-term investment. There are a lot of things that the Kings and Monty McNair need to figure out, which is why I'm glad that they at least made a quick decision on Luke Walton so that wasn't added to this mix of questions. There are three type of off-seasons that I think the Kings could have. Well, really four, but the first option is not even fun to talk about, which is them doing absolutely nothing. So bland, dead. But the three are mild, hot, and spicy. Which of the three do you think the Sacramento Kings need to have if they're going to accomplish their goal of making the playoffs? I'll give you an example of what a mild offseason would be, what a hot offseason would be, and what a spicy offseason would be. And I know which one's the most enticing, right? I think you can guess. Spicy is going to be the most enticing, so we'll start there. A spicy offseason is an all-in type move with a high-risk, high-reward factor to it. If the Sacramento Kings go out and package their first-round pick this year plus a future first in a couple years from now, let's say it's unprotected or only top three protected, along with a pretty solid player, let's say Harrison Barnes or Marvin Bagley or Buddy Heald, and they get back a fringe all-star or all-star caliber player in return. I have no idea who that player is in this hypothetical scenario. I'm just throwing it out there. That is a spicy offseason, an all-in move where McNair and the Kings are mortgaging parts of their future to win right away. Vlade tried to make a similar all-in move when he first 
took over as general manager in Sacramento, but he just did it bad. Remember when he traded away so many picks and pick swaths to the Philadelphia 76ers to open up cap space that he then just really used on Rajon Rondo? Maybe that discourages you a little bit from a spicy offseason. But then there's just mild, a mild offseason where the Kings, for the most part, keep their big names intact. Let's say Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley, all still here. In this scenario, more than likely Rashawn Holmes is not here because they probably can't afford him. But they can use the limited cap space that they have to go out and find decent two-way talent. Again, I don't have actual examples for you yet. We will do more deep dives into legitimate names that the Kings could potentially target. But whether it's through trades or through free agency, they find players like what the Memphis Grizzlies have right now. Guys who are not going to blow you away on either end of the floor, but they play consistent. You know what they are. And they bolster that Sacramento second unit. Or maybe you find a decent two-way big man who's cheap, who can somewhat replace what Rashawn Holmes can do, or at least hold the spot until Marvin Bagley's ready to take it. That's kind of a mild offseason. Then there's the middle. There's the hot offseason, where the Kings trade Buddy Heald or Marvin Bagley or Harrison Barnes. Use that money, bring in a talent who is probably not on the same level as them, is probably worse than them, but still helps. He contributes. He's a role player. And then the Kings use the money that they get from that to either resign Rashawn Holmes or they go and spend that money in some way in free agency. Maybe they bring in the two-way players that we talked about. Maybe they make a run at a bigger name. That, to me, is right in the middle. That's a hot offseason. I understand the pros and cons to all three. And I think most Kings fans would be intrigued by the idea of a spicy offseason, right? An all-in move that could really move the needle for the Kings or could just trash this franchise, not just for this year, but set them back for years to come by losing draft picks. Bradley Beal is not coming to Sacramento, but let me just use that as an example because I know Bradley Beal is a big name that could potentially be on the move. If the Sacramento Kings made an all-in caliber move, they would probably have to trade one of Fox or Tyrese Halliburton to get Bradley Beal here in Sacramento. Let's say in this scenario, the Kings package Tyrese Halliburton, this year's first-round pick, and a future first-round pick for Bradley Beal. I have no idea if that works financially, but that's the hypothetical I'm throwing out. That is a spicy type move because if Bradley Beal comes here, fits with De'Aaron Fox right away, the Kings could instantly vault themselves in the playoff picture. But if it doesn't work, you just traded away your young stud in Tyrese Halliburton plus two future first round picks. That's an all-in move. That's a spicy move. And I know that would be enticing to Kings fans, but there's always the risk factor to it. I lean more towards a hot offseason. I think one of, if not both of, Buddy Heald or Marvin Bagley need to be moved. I would not be surprised at all if Harrison Barnes is shopped, although I would prefer the Kings hold on to him over the other two. But the Kings need to open up some money so that they can spend some money this offseason. Right now, they're kind of clamped at what they are. I think a mild offseason is also intriguing in the sense of adding two-way caliber talent that could really help this team. But if the Kings stay, for the most part, put with their bigger names, and more importantly, their big salaries... I don't think they'll have much room to actually make the improvements necessary for this team to make the playoffs. But where are you at? Mild, hot, or spicy? What do you want from the Sacramento Kings this offseason? Let me know. I'm at George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. 
This episode of Locked on Kings is also brought to you by Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview. All on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications, and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skill tests that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with free 70 $5 sponsored job credits to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Last week on Sports 1140 KHDK, which is the flagship radio station of the Kings in Sacramento, there were a handful of incredible interviews done by Doug Christie and Jason Ross on their afternoon radio show. And three interviews really stood out. That was the Rick Adelman interview, the Chris Webber interview, and the Jason Williams interview. Now, I had a tough time picking which clips from these interviews that I wanted to play. And I encourage you to go and listen to all three of the interviews. But I just picked a small clip from the Webber interview and a small clip from the Jason Williams interview for you to listen to. Go to khdk.com or download the KHDK app so you can listen to all three of these interviews in their entirety. They are must-listen if you are a Sacramento Kings fan. But here is a clip, just a small fraction of the conversation with Sacramento Kings legend Chris Webber, who of course is going to be inducted uh, into the Basketball Hall of Fame, part of the 2021 class. Chris talks about how much he loves the city of Sacramento, the fans in Sacramento. When I played, uh, I I couldn't give you everything because I wanted to give the game everything. Mm. So in order to give the game everything, I couldn't be involved in little gossipy stuff or answering distracted questions every day. We had more to prove. It was more on our back in Sacramento. We were trying to start a winning tradition. We hadn't been to the playoffs in nine years. It was only about getting the team right. You know, everybody loves uh, my boy and friend and rest in peace, Kobe. And I used to talk to him, and Doug, you were this way. It was like they're going to have to understand later, yeah. you know, and – and meaning, like, I'm doing it for you. And, and not like parents for kids, but, you know, I used to cry every time my dad left work. And, you know, he was going to work to, to take care of me. And it, it was like that type of discipline. Like, it's just, we, you know, I'll do all I can for charities and we'll have fun in the summer. But besides that, it's not going to be this hee-hee game. We got to win. We got, <laughs> we're going and playing against teams that, you know, yeah. that, that have been doing it for a while. And so I, I didn't give those fans – um, much as far as words to hang on. And I'm sorry because I thought I would give you the trophy. And, you know, in my mind, that you know, looking you in the eye with a trophy and us crying would be enough for everybody in Sacramento and it would be a memory always. And so for that, you know, I'm, I'm not sorry for, but that's what it was. And hopefully now, you know, um, I can express the love that I have for Sacramento because, um, 
is definitely um, the reason why um, I'm getting this honor and, and going in. And, um, and, and I love my time. And more importantly, I thank God for, you know, making that a moment in my life to define me by living in Sacramento, going there and, and being with my brothers. Man. So, yeah, man, it's going to be special. And here's White Chocolate. Jason Williams, of course, drafted by the Sacramento Kings, wore the number 55. He talks about playing inside the old barn, Arco Arena. Well, first of all, I remember the wood, all that wood in that arena. You know, that was that was that that kind of made me feel at home, just like the, the arenas that I happened to get to play in in state championships back in West Virginia. But just I knew I knew coming into the game, coming into that arena, that those fans were going to be behind us every single night. We could lose 20 in a row, and those guys were going to be in there with those bells and yelling, man. Those those things that that will never leave my mind, man. Again, those are just small clips from the full conversations with both Chris Weber and Jason Williams. Plus, there's an interview with Sacramento Kings legendary head coach Rick Adelman, who's also being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame as part of the 2021 class. You can listen to all three of those interviews right now on KHDK.com and by downloading the KHDK app. I highly encourage you to do so. I wish I could play them all for you. I wish it was my audio so I could just let you listen to the entire thing. But go check out KHDK.com, the KHDK app, so you can listen to those interviews in their entirety. And then let me know what you think, because I loved every second of all three of those conversations. I also love every second of recording these Locked on Kings podcasts for you. Thank you for listening and for supporting. As always, I look forward to more of these great podcasts as we really get into the meat and potatoes of what will hopefully be a mild, hot, or spicy offseason. Remember to answer that question for me, and I look forward to diving deeper into those three versions of the offseason and really breaking down everything that the Sacramento Kings actually do because like I said before like I said a lot last week on Locked on Kings everything that Monty McNair does this summer is going to be broken down and analyzed under a microscope held up to the bar that they've set for themselves which is making the playoffs by any means necessary next year that's the bar I'm excited to follow it more Locked on Kings is going to be your source for all information all Sacramento Kings conversation all summer long so be sure to keep tuning in until next time my name is Matt George you have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.